0: Dora is proudly in partnership with the Australian Literacy and Numeracy Foundation, committed to bringing literacy to all. To learn more or to find ways to support, please visit ALNF.org. Kids would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, water and culture. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging.
1: Welcome to our second episode of Season 2 of Story Kids, where we talk to young people about their original stories and bring them to life with amazing actors, music and sound. I'm Verity, and this week, our author is passionate environmentalist, Bethany. She was inspired to write a story about what can happen to the habitat if we don't look after it. In her story, she uses a nifty device, a portal, to quickly get from one setting to another. Amelia chatted with Bethany over Zoom about her local area, her process, and what it was like writing for a slightly younger audience.
0: Hi, my name is Bethany and my family is from the Jadawa tribe up in Horsham.
2: Hey, the question we always ask first and what ends up being sort of the first question on the podcast is where you got your idea for this story.
0: Well, I've always been really passionate about the environment and I guess to try and influence other people to think about it, I wanted to write this story to kind of reflect on how the world is changing and how we can stop. Horrible things from happening to our environment.
2: You mentioned that you wanted to write about it. What do you think writing does in that process?
0: Well, writing can raise awareness. When you have, like, when you're talking to other people and you can be heard and your voice can get bigger, writing can kind of talk, tell people how what's happening and raise awareness in the fact that um, our world is changing and some people don't realise it. I guess I've always really had a passion for the environment. One thing that has really changed over time that I've seen and I've really thought about and reflected on is my town Torquay that I live in, it's really changed a lot over the past few years and I've noticed like a lot of houses being built over natural places that have been around for a long time and I guess that's where I kind of find influence in my writing and my passion for the environment. So tell me about
2: the main character in this story, which is obviously our narrator, they're connected.
0: Well, yeah, I mean she I feel very like connected to her in the way that she's kind of witnessing what's happening to her local forest or local na- natural wildlife. and um I feel very yeah, I feel very connected to her and how she's witnessed her town changing over the over a period of time, yeah. Why don't we talk
2: about the setting now because it's such an important part of the story. So we've got two really different contrasting settings. Tell me about the first one, this beautiful lunar
0: forest. The forest actually connected to me a lot because I have a local park called Taylor Park and I go there quite often with my family. And I think that's where I got my inspiration to do the forest. Um, It's very peaceful and very quiet. And there's like, and I don't know, it's just a really good place to be. And it kind of represented the environment really well and how beautiful it can be. And then we've got
2: this sort of transition point, which is this portal. What gave you that idea?
0: I think I wanted her to see a really big change. Like I wanted it to be really sudden. My original idea was to kind of have a forest being cut down. And I feel like that would have taken too long and it would have been a really long story. So um, to have that big change through the portal makes it really like a big impact in the story, I guess. Tell me
2: about this second place, this this second setting where she she uses the portal.
0: Um, This second setting has a lot of different, I feel like, in my own mind, I picture it to be very dark and very and Like, there's lots of people on their balconies because they're in a pandemic. And um, I I think it's very, like, the city is very, not really a place that she enjoys to be, which makes the story more interesting. Like, she wants to go back home. I do like to think that if the story was illustrated, um, that the forest would be in very nice colours, like maybe watercolour would be really nice to make it more fragile, I guess, to seem more like it. And then in the city I would have maybe some dark, darker, deeper kind of colours to emphasize the um, darkness, obviously, that's happening in the city. Tell me about your process. So how do you normally go about writing your stories? Sometimes I like to do a brainstorm before and to add things. I like to plan ahead in my story. I like to have my whole story mapped out in my head and quickly, quickly write it down. I feel like it's nicer to have it all in like your ending before you've even started your story. I think it was just easier to write the story. So that's why I like doing a brainstorm and having ideas about what's going to happen and what's going to be like a plot twist and stuff. Yeah. So how did
2: you change your writing for a younger audience?
0: Well, I, I, I put in the portal, which is kind of a nice touch that made people wonder what was happening on the other side and it was kind of, it was nice just to write something for younger kids. I don't normally write a lot for, um, like for younger people, but I did enjoy it and I did enjoy kind of writing the story and um, putting the environment into perspective for younger people to see.
1: Here's Australian TV host, model and author and Australian Literacy and Numeracy Foundation ambassador, the wonderful Jacinta Franklin, to transport
3: us to the forest and back. Behind the Willow Tree by Bethany A warm breeze whispers past me as I skip through the lunar forest. The sun's rays dance through the trees like beams from heaven. This time of day is wonderful to be here with all the forest to myself. The ecosystem thrives and makes it a wonderful place to be. The air is fresh and pure, giving the animals the best quality of life. Here, everything is peaceful. No school or tests, no cars or trains. Out here, I feel free. As I make my way, passing all the wonderful things this forest has to offer... I notice something in the corner of my eye. I stop skipping and peer to my right to see what it is. It shimmers in the light like a diamond of some sort. My eyes widen as I look behind a tall willow tree that looks to be 1,000 years old to see a necklace. It's been hung on a twig-like branch. The chain is a shiny silver and attached to it is a very special rock. It's opal. I know this because my mum studies them. She says that opals change colour depending on the light they are in. This opal has the forest light, and oh my, it's the most beautiful shade of sky blue. Wow, what a pretty looking piece of jewellery. I reach out to grab it. I can't believe my eyes. Who would leave such a beautiful thing out in the woods? I do the obvious thing and clip it around my neck. I look straight at the willow tree. Did it make that sound? What is that? A portal? There right in front of me, a purple oval of moving dust. I place my hand inside. It goes through and I feel a rush of cold. I step inside slowly. My head is spinning. A new world overcomes me. Polluted skies and rubbish-filled seas. There were tall buildings higher than mountains. People with masks everywhere. My heart was pounding. I looked behind me to see the willow tree. It had a small garden bed around it, with a gold plate saying, the last tree in the world. No way! How could this be? Is this the future? It can't be! My jaw drops in despair. I wonder if I can get back home. I look down at my new necklace. I'm positive it can take me home. This got me here. It will take me home. Over in the buildings, people are masked up and out on their balconies doing whatever they can to keep themselves entertained. Hey, you, down there, a voice echoes in the city from above. A man in all black with a yellow mask on that makes his ears stick out stares down at me. Why are you out without a mask? We are in a pandemic, you know. Confusion floods me. A pandemic? Have you been living under a rock or something? COVID-22, go back inside. I turn to face the willow tree. Take me home, please. A portal appears, but this time it's grey and lifeless. If a magical portal is dead, what has happened to our planet? I gladly step back through the portal. This time, I'm not so dizzy. Back in the forest, I think to myself, I won't let this happen. Never.
2: Thank goodness we got back to the forest by the end of the story. Could you think of a way to use a portal to get from one place to another in one of your original stories? Next week, our young writer Daniel uses a portal to get out of lockdown and Eddie Perfect comes along for the ride. Story Kids was written and created by me, Amelia Christo, and Verity Hunt-Ballard in partnership with the Australian Literacy and Numeracy Foundation. It's produced by Russell Goldsmith. Many thanks to Jacinta Franklin, our inspiring author Bethany, and once again to Kylie Brown and Kylie Pretty at Sacred Heart College in Geelong. Until next week, thanks for listening, and remember, there are so many ways to be a Story Kid.
1: Story Kid